Hey there, Radioheads. Welcome to another episode of Radio KBE. As always, I appreciate any likes, shares, and subscribes that you do for the podcast. It always helps out. So in today's episode, I just wanted to talk about what's probably going to be coming up with this team and just some thoughts that I had about everything that's gone on in the preseason so far. I didn't want to spend too much time diving in too deeply in regards to the tape when it comes to individual players because it seems pretty clear that Coach Ham was very intent on experimenting with different lineups. Not only did we have guys like Anthony Davis sort of be in and out of games because of his lower back issue um, or just, you know, because for precautionary reasons. And then obviously the more, the bigger storyline was Russ coming off the bench in preseason, which sounded like it was a big thing, but it sort of wasn't because he came off the bench with, I mean, after maybe about four minutes. So it was just really, really minor stuff. It wasn't something that was like, you know, he'd have to wait eight whole minutes and then come in or something like that. It, it was pretty pretty nominal um, what, what the whole him coming off the bench thing was. And obviously we haven't seen too many games with all three of the, our, uh, three of the big salaried players playing together. But there have been some really good highlights uh, when it's come to this team, you know, just across the board. When we think about some of the games that we've started, even the very first preseason game of, of the year, against the Kings, Lakers held the Kings to, despite, you know, LeBron shooting over seven, they held the Kings to like a very low number, like 28 points or something like that with five minutes left to go in the half. Like the Lakers defense has been pretty phenomenal. And I believe the very following game was against the Suns. And that was a game where AD was sort of a late scratch because of his back issue. That game was another one where the Lakers actually started off really well, too. Um, LeBron and AD started that game. Sorry, not LeBron and AD. LeBron and Russ started that game off together. I think LeBron started 5 of 6, and Russ started 4 of 6. And um, we subbed in Wendy and Gabriel uh, at the, for, for AD spot in that game. And the offense actually looked really good. The defense actually held, its, held itself uh, pretty well. Um, that rotation made a ton of sense. Uh, in terms of just getting guys untracked and getting them loose and stuff like that. Lakers actually finished, and this was against the Sun starters, the Lakers actually finished that first quarter um, up seven at the end of the first quarter. I think they scored 35-28 was the score. And then the next two games, you know, obviously we had uh, a situation where Russ and um, Russ and LeBron sat out games, and then, you know, a couple other role players like Pat Beverly sat out. Uh, we we got to look at the Lakers uh, against the Warriors um, with some of their stars. They're missing Clay, but um, you know with some of their starters playing, uh, and I believe Draymond wasn't playing either. Some of their starters playing, and then AD at the five, and got a chance to see sort of what he looked like with some of the other reserves, and then you know so forth and so forth. And then obviously you get also the game against Minnesota, which also made waves because people were more concerned about um, Russ's antics or not going to the huddle and. Um, you know, it, I, I don't want to say it's disappointing um, that, you know, that even became a story. I, I think that's probably going to be a theme with Russ all season. Uh, if it's nothing, if, if it isn't something that's on the basketball court, you know, like if it's not a bad, a bad jumper that goes off the backboard or something like that, I think fans and um, fans and people that are not fans of the Lakers or people who are Laker fans that just, you know, don't want him on the team for whatever reason. Um, it, it, everything's going to be just sort of magnified 
uh, any small thing he does, if he even looks in the wrong direction uh, or if he like, you know, accidentally is looking in the other direction and, and it looks like he's, he's ignoring a teammate or something like that, you know, it, it, it's getting maybe a little bit excessive, but <clears throat> it's just sort of the nature and sort of the situation that he's in. Um, people are looking for that blow up and they're looking for that uh, opportunity to say, you know, clearly he doesn't want to be here and you have to do what you have to do to get rid of him. But for the most part, in, in reality, he's been willing to do whatever you want. You, he's being asked to do. So it's if it's start at point guard, if it's pull, you know defend a 6'10 guy in Jalen McDaniels to start the game, or if it's come off the bench, he's done it. And that sort of brings me to, to the, the main thing that I wanted to talk about um, as the season starts. There's been a lot of conversation about how much money he makes. Um, with, you know, and it's a contract he signed a long time ago. Uh, when he had won an MVP uh, and, and he was awarded that contract by OKC. At this point, so far this season, at this point, at the start of the season, the Lakers are not talented enough as a team, at least right now, um, to operate without him. In the sense that if he's going to play any minutes, we need to try and get productive minutes out of him. Whether it's as a starter, whether it's next to LeBron, or whether it's off the bench, whatever it is. The Lakers need the bodies to and need those bodies to be productive in their roles and what their expectations are uh, that that Coach Ham sort of aligns for them because there's not enough talent with this roster right now to to just have a guy not be there and then just wait, you know, 20 games or two months or three months, whenever he eventually gets moved to, to be able to survive that successfully. And because of that, you know, for me, at least personally, I don't really care what sort of situation he's put in. You know, like, I don't care if he's starting. It, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me if he comes off the bench. I, I honestly think that people talking about how much money he makes and whether he comes off the bench or not, I think it's a strange way to look at it because ordinarily, if it was anybody else, you would probably be looking at it like, well, at least he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. Like, he's not saying that, well, I make $47 million. I have to start. And frankly, there's been examples of that around the league. Uh, when Al Horford went to OKC, he was sent home. When Kemba Walker was there, he was sent home. When John Wall was with the Rockets, he was sent home. These are guys who are making 25, 30. In John Wall's case last season, he was making 41 million. He's making exactly the same amount of money that Russ was. Uh, he wanted to play with the Rockets, and the Rockets had a different vision for him. And he wanted to do something and they just didn't want to. So they sent him home. And in Russ's case, he wants to help. He wants to win. He wants to do what he can in, in whatever capacity he can. And for all that's been made about his attitude and his pride and all that sort of stuff, it, it's totally fair. It's not to excuse any of his prior behavior or just kind of what sort of season he had before. But it's better to have an able body, especially considering, you know, players may get hurt, like Dennis Schroeder's gotten hurt. Uh, or somebody may show up, um, you know, mid-game getting hurt or something like that. You just want to have the bodies available. And if you send a guy home, then it becomes very difficult to call that guy back because you're essentially telling them we can win without you. So you can't call him back. And if, you know, knock on wood, something happens to Austin Reeves or Lonnie Walker uh, or, you know, and we're already down Dennis Schroeder, that becomes a problem. And so regardless of whatever I think people feel about it, we have to operate with what we have now until a move is eventually made. And because of that, 
I'm just going to root for everybody to be successful in their roles. Um, and, and I think coach ham has sort of made it very explicit what he expects out of players, both defense defensively and offensively. So I don't know what the end results are going to be. I don't know what their record through 10 games is going to be or 20 games is going to be. I'm hoping that'll be over 500. If we can get 12 to 15 wins through 20 games, that'd be wonderful. Um, but that's what it is. Like we just have to root for what's on the on the floor. Or I'm going to root for what's on the floor and hope that they can all be successful in whatever roles that they're deployed in. Um, and then we just sort of go from there, figuring things out. So as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, and I always appreciate the support for the podcast. And as always, I appreciate you giving me eight minutes of your day to talk about Lakers basketball. I'll see you in the next episode.